so that his face would be obscured to her, but every micro-sign to flit across her face would be evident to him. He heard floorboards creaking overhead, and turned towards the staircase as a policewoman came down into the light. She looked bewildered. What's going on? Sheem told her they were setting up for the interview. I understand she's upstairs, he said. The officer nodded. Send her down then. He stood by the window for a moment, holding the net curtain aside, and remembered the words of the sergeant enquêteur who had met them at the island's only harbour. Looks like it was her that did it. Sunlight caught his face, so that it was reflected in the glass, and he saw his familiar lean features beneath their tumble of thick blonde curls. He saw the fatigue in his eyes, and the shadows that hollowed his cheeks, and he immediately jumped focus to gaze out across the ocean. The longer grass along the cliff's edge was dipping and diving in the wind now, white tops blowing across the gulf from the southwest, and in the distance he saw an ominous bank of dark cloud bubbling up on the horizon. The creak of the stairs brought his head around, and for a moment that seemed like an eternity, his world stopped. She stood on the bottom step, her dark hair drawn back from the delicate structure of her face pale skin stained by dried blood. Her bloodied nightdress was partially covered by a blanket draped around her shoulders. He could see that she was tall and holding herself erect as if it were a matter of pride not to be cowed by her circumstance. Her eyes were a dark crystal-cut blue, with darker rings around the pupils. Sad eyes filled with tragedy. He could see the shadows of sleeplessness smudged beneath them, as if someone had drawn charcoal-stained thumbs across the skin. He heard the slow tick-tick of an old pendulum clock on the mantel, and saw motes of dust suspended in the light that slanted through the windows. He saw her lips move, but there was no sound. They moved again in silence, forming words he couldn't hear, until he became aware suddenly of the irritation in her voice. Hello? Is there anyone home? and it was as if someone had released the pause button and his world wound back up to speed. But the confusion remained. He said, I'm sorry, you are... He saw her consternation now. Kirsty Cowell, they said you wanted to interview me. And out of his turmoil he heard himself saying, I know you. She frowned. I don't think so. But he knew he did. Not where or how or when, but with an absolute certainty. And that feeling he had experienced on the plane returned to almost overwhelm him. Chapter 2 1. Hard to believe that just a few hours ago he had been lying in his own bed over a thousand kilometres away in Montreal, arms and legs tangled among the sheets, sweating where they covered him, freezing where they did not. His eyes then had been filled with sand, and his throat so dry he could barely swallow. During the long night he had lost count of the number of times he had glanced at the digital display on his bedside clock. It was foolish, he knew. When sleep would not come, time crawled with the unerring pace of a giant tortoise. Watching its painful passage only increased the frustration and reduced the odds of sleep even further. 
The faintest of headaches lay just behind his eyes as it did every night, increasing in its intensity towards morning, and the painkiller that would fizz furiously in his glass when it was time at last to rise. Rolling over onto his right side, he had felt the empty space beside him, like a rebuke, a constant reminder of failure, a cold emptiness where once there had been warmth. He could have spread himself across the bed, warming it from the heat of his own body, but he felt trapped on the side where he had so often lain in simmering silence after one of their fights. Fights, it had always seemed to him, that he never started. And yet through all the sleepless hours of these last weeks, he had begun to doubt even that. Harsh words endlessly replayed to fill the slow, dark passing of time. Finally, at the very moment he had felt himself slipping off into darkness, the trilling of his cell phone on the bedside table had...